back to the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Elisa Ilana Jewelry and ElisaIlana.com. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Welcome back to the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Elisa Ilana Jewelry. Well, we've got something a little different for you right now. We've got an L.A. fashion designer. Now, her clothes have been worn by Hollywood celebrities, including the Kardashians, most recently featured in her dress on a current magazine. So you're going to hear from her about the fashion industry, what it's like seeing celebrities in your clothes, and how she got her start in the fashion industry. Rachel Pally's here today, a designer of fashion. You've seen her on the runway, and she does it with a passion. Welcome to the show, Rachel. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for being here. Yeah, this is really exciting, having a fashion designer on the show. First of all, tell us, at what age were you when you realized you wanted to be a designer? Well, I always knew that I wanted to work for myself. My parents were self-employed, and they had this amazing freedom to kind of come and go and as they pleased, and I, I kind of knew that that was the structure that would work for me and my personality when I when it came time to pick a career. Uh-huh. And then when I was in college, I worked in, I was a dance minor, and I worked in the costume shop making costumes, and I loved sewing these costumes, and so I kind of thought, well, maybe I'll... I started making clothes for my friends, and I thought, oh, well, maybe I'll give this a go as a clothing line. So I kind of didn't really know that I wanted to get into clothing design until the end of college. Do you think being a dancer, you were very aware of your body and, oh, how, yeah. you know, and how garments would move on it, too? So probably the dance background, would you say that had a factor in, in designing oh, well? Most definitely. And I started making dance costumes, which were really stretchy and flowy, Mm -hmm. and so it it translated so seamlessly into the jersey line that I do now, Mm -hmm. and definitely I really focus on the way that women walk and the way that the clothes drape and how things can fall away from certain parts and cling to other parts in a really flattering way, and so for me, like, my dance background is absolutely has influenced my my design aesthetic for sure. That's really interesting because I think so many designers probably design for like mannequins, but it sounds like you design for for movement. movement. For women, for real women. (laughs) Yes. 2007, I added my white label line, which is the plus size collection. Basically, I had been getting all this wonderful press saying that my clothes worked for every woman and really they didn't they only worked for every woman if you were up to a size 810 and uh-huh. to me that was really kind of misleading and so I figured there what a perfect time to add kind of a plus size line which basically just does the same styles that we do for the contemporary style range and we just do it from size 18 to 24. Mm-hmm. That's nice too that you really do design for all women. Where did you get the confidence to follow your dream? Does that come from your parents kind of seeing what they did? And Yeah and you know I think I was that kind of personality from the get-go and independent and confident and I feel like in business it's important to remember not to take things personally and that mm-hmm. You know, you in any industry, in any job, in any direction you want to go, you are going to hear no's, and you have to be able to not let those no's get you down. Like, you have to pick yourself up and try it again, because eventually you're going to hear a yes. So I think that my drive to have my own business was definitely influenced by watching my parents, and I had an amazing childhood, and I was given a lot of freedom to be the person that I was and Mm -hmm. the person I am, and I think that that encouraged me to be very confident and and being able to take risks and not worry about whether that reflected my self-worth or 
I heard a lot of no's in the beginning, but I kept saying, well, no, yes, yes. And I kept <laughs> knocking on the same doors until the no's became yeses. And, now, and do you think that's necessary in your business in a creative industry like fashion design that you have to have that tenacity to keep oh, going? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's a very competitive industry, you know, just like going into music or going into the show business. It's like there's a lot of people who want the job that you have, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people who have a lot of talent and a lot of creativity and can offer a lot to an industry, but you really have to have the drive and you really have to have the balls. <laughs> yep. Now, what about the business side of things? Because obviously you have to be very good at creating, but you also have to have a really good sense of business because it's your brand. You have to make money at the end of the day. So how did you approach that side? I asked a lot of questions and I made a lot of mistakes in the beginning. I tried and failed and tried and failed, and I tried and succeeded and tried and succeeded. I never have taken a business class. I didn't go to design school. I didn't do that more traditional route of Mm -hmm. getting to where I am today. But I remember my mom said to me, like, don't worry about losing this money. It takes money to make money. That really helped me to keep it in perspective that there are ups and downs in the beginning of a business. And I didn't know anybody who had a clothing line, so I, along the way, met people who I would call to ask specific questions, but really it was trial and error, and some stuff did not work. Uh Some stuff did not work. So when you had those failures, what did you tell yourself? Did you give yourself a little bit of a downtime to feel bad, or did you just kind of bounce back? Kind of a little bit of both. I think that um, the longer I've been in business, the less I let it actually affect Mm -hmm. me emotionally in the Uh same way. I mean, I used to just have, like, anxiety attacks all the time. It was Uh so stressful. I would be like, oh, my God, this box is missing two pieces, and they're going to cancel, and what am I going to do? And I I would just panic, and I was, like, going to UPS, like, like the headquarters, and, like, I was just freaking out. And those are things that you can't fix. Right. So learning how to only from the things that you can fix, because the things you can't, you can't. Right. So Uh freaking out about it for sure does nothing but gives you gray hairs. Did you have anything that particularly funny that happened or a mistake that you made that was something that you can look back and really laugh at now? Some of my mistakes were a little too big to be laughable. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, I'm like, wow, I've tried, trusted some people who were so shady. You have a choice. Do you either become a suspicious person, mm-hmm. which makes you an unhappy person, or mm-hmm. do you take the risk and say, I'm going to choose to trust people And sometimes I might get hurt, and sometimes it may cost my business some business, Uh but it makes my life easier, and it makes me a happier person to not be suspicious. And for me, that was a big lesson that I learned. So far, I've been able to bounce back, and I've had some pretty big challenges, but it is important for me that I maintain the, the attitude that feels the most natural for me. And for me, that's continuing to trust and continuing to not micromanage with the hopes that everything turns out well, because that to me is a lot easier in my day-to-day life and makes me enjoy my job and it makes me enjoy my life. Now, speaking of day-to-day life, what is your typical day like now? Well, I have a two-week-old baby. Okay, I knew you weren't due any time, so you've actually had your baby. Congratulations. I've had my baby. He's right next to me and I keep having to put a pacifier back in his mouth. I'm like, shh. I know. Busy. We've been there, so we oh, get yeah. that. <laughs> so what's his name, first of all? His name is Teo. Teo. Oh, Teo, I like okay. that. Thank you for being on our show two weeks after having a baby. You're our kind of girl. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I'm happy to be 
you know, to maintain me on, on yes. even though it's so brand new with him, and it's been so amazing to be a new mom. Uh-huh. Yes, it's new. It's yeah, hard. It's harder than my job. It's harder than being a designer. That's yes. for sure, business owner. I have a three-year-old, but I know that in that immediate time afterwards, like when something would come up that would make me feel like me again, I'd be like, I'm going to do it just because I have to do this and it feels normal. So, yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Plus, I'm still home. So he's next to me. I'm like, have my computer. I'm sitting in bed. I've got my breastfeeding pillow. Yes. I'm, I'm good. Oh, and, yeah. and how cool is that, too? Because right now in your life, your dresses are on the cover with the Kardashians and like things are really blowing up for you. Yeah, it's been a really good run for me lately, for sure. Okay, now, we do have to ask about that Kardashian cover because basically it's the two Kardashian sisters pregnant which one wore the dress better and it's your dress so what does it feel like from your standpoint as the designer did you know that was going to be on the cover of that magazine or did you just see it no we just got it okay so that was a surprise to you so what do you feel like when you see that I know that I sent that dress to Courtney Mm -hmm. when she was pregnant all of those Sisters have been amazing supporters of my brand. Yes, they've worn years. a lot of your yeah. clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're they're great girls. And I've been sending Kim things during her pregnancy, and so I was really really happy that she borrowed that dress because I think that it was the first time she owned up to being pregnant in her style. And I gotta tell you, I was just pregnant. It's really uncomfortable to wear something like a pencil skirt with spanks. Oh, Are you yeah. kidding? Like that sounds horrible. I know. So to see mm-hmm. the way that she's been dressing, and then to know, okay, well. Today, she probably feels like she's wearing adult pajamas in her Rachel Pally dress. And to know mm-hmm. that that's like, you know, you got to own it. You got to, but you also have to respect that it's a challenging time for your body and that right. you got to like feel good because it's uncomfortable enough to be pregnant without putting on Spanx. Right. And your clothes, again, are fluid on the body. So, I mean, it's great for that time in, in your life. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I was so grateful to myself. During my pregnancy. Yeah, I'm so glad I designed this kind of clothes. Oh, my God. I I was laughing. Like, I'm so glad I don't do, like, leather pants or something because, like, this really got me through the time where you don't want to do that much shopping. Right. I feel like you're going to wear it for five minutes and then never wear it again. So Mm -hmm. I feel like I've got all these things that I wore during my pregnancy that I will totally... Well, I wore a lot of tight things during my pregnancy with a belly that I will not be wearing for a while. But Yes. Um, well, I saw some pictures of you. You looked very cute pregnant. Oh, thank perhaps. you. I loved being pregnant. <laughs> so I want to get back a little bit to the question of what's a day in the life like now? So you have this newborn baby. How much can you do work-wise? Well, I've just been on my computer at home. I've popped into the office a couple times, but my office is around the corner from my house, which makes it much easier oh, for me. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I actually, my husband and I stopped by the office yesterday with the baby after Aww. our trip to the pediatrician, and so <laughs> I got a little work done, and the girls in the office got to hang out with the baby for yeah. a minute. But in my pre-baby life, my routine was going into the office. I do We do fittings. We pick colors for, pre, for next seasons. We style photo shoots. Just have a, a shoot coming up, so we had a model casting last week. I handle some of the customer service requests from the department stores. I have a small design team, and then I have my administrative team at the office and our warehouse staff and we plan for off price we do cut-ups I mean it's like a little bit of everything I it's been taxes time talking to my accountant (laughs) you know I because I I have an amazing team and everybody has a role that they play and everybody's good at the role that they play and so I don't do any micromanaging of my team 
but I do have to have my hands in a lot of pots. So I don't mm-hmm. only focus on design during the day. I also have to do logistics things. Right, right. Make sure everything gets where it's supposed to go. Yeah, and I have to oversee all the financial stuff, so. Mm-hmm. Which is not as fun as the designer. No, that's the not so fun part. (laughs) Well, you're listening to L.A. designer Rachel Pally talk about the Kardashians wearing her designs and being a new mom. (laughs) Now, did you work all the way up to giving birth? I was early with Teo. Oh, you luck. I I was lucky. (laughs) I knew when I was, I like just knew. And so I, the week before I started to just, I was finding myself just not participating at the office. I was kind of just sitting there. I just did not want to be there anymore. And I thought, Mm -hmm. okay, this is my sign to myself. I have to do a little bit of nesting. But we didn't have much time for nesting because he came 10 days early. Wow. Well, it sounds like you have a great team in place to be able to feel that comfortable. Oh, yeah. At this point, having a baby and everything. Yes. Our topic of the day is what's your organizing style? So well, you have so many balls in the air, but are you like a list maker or what do you do to get things done? I make lists and I even will like put something on a list that I've already done just so that I can cross it off. I'm like an insane list writer, but I'm a slob. My desk at the office is so crazy and I know exactly where everything is, but it's such a disaster. That is me. It's horrible. I'm the only one in the office who like would dare have her desk look the way that it does Uh and everyone makes fun of it that like they know that if they need to any of the girls who work for me if they need to leave something for me they put it on my chair and they're like if I put it on the desk like is it going to disappear and it probably will but I'm I have like post-its everywhere and lists everywhere and I keep my list in my iPhone and Uh you know I see the method to the madness uh-huh, but I yes. would not expect anybody else to be able to see it. So now, do you keep one continuous list on your phone, or do you... I keep several. Yeah, I know, so do I. It's, and then you just, do you ever compile it, or you just kind of keep checking all of those different lists? Both. I have, like, in the notes section of my phone, yes. I keep separate lists with a heading, uh-huh. so I know to go to those lists. Yes, okay. But then I keep lists in my calendar, and then I just love to delete things. Okay. I just love, I love to finish something and delete it from the list or cross it off of a handwritten list. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's nothing more satisfying. Oh, that's Great. awesome. I love your answer. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and I'm the, I'm the one with, it's Rachel, and I'm the one with the messy desk. And Ugh. no one could be able to find something. But if someone asks me I need this, I can go right to it. Mm-hmm. I just Totally. Yeah. <laughs> My closet's mm-hmm. like that, too. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you have a great closet. Yeah, I bet. Maybe it's not organized, but I'm sure the clothes are awesome. <laughs> yeah, that, that is the perk of being in this industry. Yes. Uh, for sure. Now, we have a fashion week here in Nebraska. It's Omaha Fashion Week, and there's a lot of budding designers that participate. We're actually the fifth largest fashion week in the country. In the country, yeah. (laughs) So what advice would you have for the beginning designer? Like I said in the beginning, just not taking no personally and just knowing that no matter how many times like a store or a publication may not be interested in the beginning, you just have to try to find your niche and push and just stick with it. And if you believe in it, you have to stick with it because there's going to be a lot of people who want to do what you want to do. And I think that also not overextending your focus in design, being able to find a niche and get really good at providing the market. Oh, there you go. That's okay. (laughs) Providing the market with something that you can do that isn't already being offered a thousand times over. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's really important. You want people to come to you for what you specialize in. An expert in in one thing. Yeah. Okay, well, Rachel, we want to thank you so much for joining us today. It's exciting learning about your life and your approach to your business and all the exciting things that are happening in your life. So 
Thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me. This was great. This was oh, fun. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> and congrats on the baby. Thank you so much. And Have a wonderful day, guys. You too. We'll catch up down the line. All right. Bye-bye. 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 Coming up next, Arenza Regional Spotlight featuring Chris Saab. You're listening to the Mulberry Lane Show. Don't go anywhere.